The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away. Welcome back to Beautiful Disasters. 2020 edition. 2020. Holy shit, we're a new year. We've been doing this for two years now. I know, that's wow, that's wow. God damn. We've got a couple of episodes under our belt at this point, so. A few. Yeah. yeah we've had some fun times. Some shit movies. <laughs> yeah, and this one didn't disappoint. Oh no, it did not. What? This has been a hyped up movie for what? I don't know. Seven or eight months. I know you sent me the trailer. Yeah. Oh man, man, I've I've been wanting to watch this. So, all right, well let's let's introduce it. <laughs> We're so excited. Oh yeah, we should probably tell people who we are. I am the Groots. F you, Hunter. And our special guest today is none other than the Geek Father, Scotty P. Yo yo, what's up, guys? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I had to. Because if you know about the movie, you know who's involved with the movie. I had to do a yo-yo on that, you oh. know, just to... My check, my check! Boo <laughs> boo! <laughs> oh, no, 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 that so was... Some starship, yeah, star, uh, yeah, whatever, hot dogs, know. or whatever that fucking dumbass oh, is called. Jesus. This is the newest movie, most contemporary movie we've ever done. This legitimately came out in theaters, what, five months ago? Four was it in theaters? Yes, Okay. It did have yes. a very short run. Let's very just, short. Let's just tell her by the title and then just it's, start. It's, it's bad that the ma- a manager of a movie theater didn't even know it was in Because I, we never fucking played it. <laughs> Thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean. But uh, we decided <laughs> we've been waiting for this. So we watched the uh, Fred Durst-directed feature... Fanatic. Yes. With John Travolta. <laughs> John full-on... All right, very on PC. He went full retard. Yes. All right, good. I, I was waiting for somebody to say it, so I, I didn't get I'll, trouble. I'll say it just oh, because of refer- because it's referencing Tropic Thunder, which honestly, it's very on PC, but it's the best way to describe it. It really is. I'm like, I'll refrain from saying that normally, and I'll try to even refrain from saying it throughout the rest of the episode. One more time, motherfucker went full retard. <laughs> so yeah, no, he's not, <laughs> and that's it. That's what we're gonna say on the, that yeah. point. He's of not that. simple Jack. <laughs> he's not simple Jack. He's it's... fanatic Jack. Yeah, yeah. yes. That's if who you he push is. simple Jack too far. Yeah. Oh jeez. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And and for those of you who don't know, I feel like we should clarify now that I really dug myself in a hole on that one. Is where this oh, is the man. method of acting. It's not the actual like. He's just digging, just for digging that hole I deeper am, but deeper. I got to. Man, I just feel it's it's got to be put out there. So I said my piece, and we'll carry on. I think we all know. It's it's referencing something that came out of Tropic right, Thunder. And, right. But this is exactly what that conversation was about, is what we just witnessed with right. John Travolta. Yes. Holy fuck. To be clear, yeah, we, the character does not actually suffer from Down Syndrome. Or anything like that. He they is, actually never diagnose what is going on. They don't, on. but he no. is definitely the most awkward, socially <laughs> impotent dude maybe ever, who is, unfortunately, it's a little too close to all of us because he's a huge horror movie fan. <laughs> yeah. And he collects like many of us do, but he takes it to that level of 
obsessive fandom that is scary and I, awkward. I said it. He, We're one step away from the fanatic. We are. And I'm not yeah. even multiple steps. We are one step away from just being a, I'm not a stalker. I, w- I will say, mm, yeah. before I even <laughs> saw one clip of this movie, just the screenshot of Travolta's character, Moose, was almost enough to sell me on this movie because he looks so fucking ridiculous before you even watch the movie with that crazy fucking haircut, the weird-ass shirt, the backpack, and then the white socks pulled up in shorts with the new balance shoes new balance shoes the, the dad new balance shoes riding on a scooter yeah. yes it's it's real quick just to <laughs> reference a schlock very first schlock abuse movie I was ever assigned Rosie O'Donnell in riding on a bus <laughs> with my sister they made sure to stress how mentally challenged she was that she had to wear different color shoes and this is the equivalent of that with dressing him so goddamn silly just to communicate yeah there's something off and you forgot to mention the tick that he actually had throughout the whole movie of rubbing or scratching his ear and then smelling his finger yeah and bobbing there's so much bobbing oh they're bobbing and bouncing moving back and forth and yeah yeah no he definitely swayed and bobbed the entire movie it was the way to know exactly how excited he was at the time (laughs) There, yeah. there might have even uh, been a slight pelvic thrust at times, there, I want to say. This movie tested me a few times. I will say that. There's a few <laughs> lines of dialogue, and just the nonsense of the plot, but just every, like, I was just shaking my head, like, how? Yeah. How is this a movie? Holy fuck, this movie. We've all been to horror cons for years. <laughs> yes. Okay. We all are, have huge fandoms with a lot of the celebrities that will attend horror cons. But as giddy as I've ever been to meet someone, it's never come close to this. And I'm so glad that I've always <laughs> kept my cool. I've always been like, they're a real person too. I'm going to treat them like a right. regular person and not like drool and spit and I'm like, oh my God, this is so awesome. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't want to treat someone like that. Even if I'm giving them money like that's not something they want yeah <laughs> you know so this this there is a line this hit close to home yeah <laughs> there there is a line fortunately i don't think any of us have crossed it no now i i do want to say before because there there's plenty to shit on let's say you know like i don't for a while for a hot minute i saw this movie get really good reviews and then all of a sudden people are like oh no wait wait hold on were you watching the same movie but I will. I want. I do want to emphasize that the core story plot is good. It's there, but how it was played out and how it was written, shit the bed. I mean, I'm gonna throw this out here. This is pretty much a way of almost telling the same story as the Joker, but if Fred Durst directed the Joker. All right, and we got exactly what we got, all right? Because yeah. there's a lot of parallels of the Joker and this, but in the wrong way. Well, the over-the-topness yes. is the only way that I can describe with it. With the obsession, with, I it's, mean... It's so yeah. hardcore, and as detached from society as anyone could be with whatever mental issues they might have... 
Mm-hmm. Just like Joker. I, I find it hard to believe <laughs> that yes. nobody in the world would stop them or slow them down from obviously becoming a <laughs> raving lunatic. <laughs> oh, um, man. Yeah. But let's, uh, let's get into let's the plot. Let's just get into this shit. Let's just, like, you know, break some shit off tonight. It's, it's actually oh, a very geez, simple. Really, man. I'm really? sorry. I'm like a chainsaw, all right? <laughs> no nookie for you. Oh, man. No nookie. No, no, no. I know that's what you did it all I'm for. just going to say this before we start. Um, I have a huge problem. I have to give it up to Rob Zombie, who has held restraint for in all of his movies, never mentioning the his own band in his movies. As in, do you want to listen to this band's music? Not the restraint that Fred Durst was unable to do. Where literally, there's a scene where our one of our main characters says, "Hey, you want to listen to some music? How about some Limp Biscuit?" Fuck you. Fuck you, because <laughs> I, you know I don't remember that part of Devil's Rejects. We're like, let's crank up some Dragula. It doesn't fucking happen no. because you don't fucking do that. All right, let's we can get in the movie, but that pissed me the fuck off. At least he didn't have a cameo that we know of. He might have been somewhere. Oh, in the he might have been somewhere in the movie, but yeah, he didn't have like possible. a speaking but role cameo. Still, like, hey, let me put on some music. Like that scene was unnecessary. It was literally he's talking to his kid in the car. You want to hear some music, and then he's like, let me suggest. Limp Biscuit, fuck you! No, you don't. So was do that. that like paying himself because of the royalties? Pretty much needing to yeah. be paid to use it in the movie. I, I don't keep up with Limp Biscuit anymore, so I don't I know. Don't, I don't know either. But <laughs> e- either way, yeah. y'all both answered my question when you both went. Uh, that means yes, y'all also have not paid attention at all. Surprisingly, no. I've not been following that band ever. <laughs> but uh, no. But the, whatever it is, the, the, the rights for, for that song were cheap. You know, very much because so. he just looked at his phone and he's like, uh, "Let me call let, myself. Let me just figure but it yeah, out." We can get into it. That's just my own rant of you. Just you. You don't fucking do that. And if and again, <sighs> I have issues with most of Rob Zombie's movies, later movies. But even he's held the restraint of not putting himself, his band, in his own fucking movies. True. No. Yeah. Legit. So, That's legit. Yeah. So. so. I want to open with this. The very first thing we hear in this movie is voiceover. And that is the first clue that this movie needed help to tell its story. And I think the voice was the female friend. Yeah, his yeah, friend. Uh, telling the Leah. story. Her name is Leah in the movie. Leah. And inexplicably, he has this really cute... Uh, Hollywood paparazzi yeah, slash, be, yeah, just, slash party photographer that trying to get is his. somehow friends with him. Don't know why. There's no backstory to it. Like There's the, no backstory at all. Well, I mean, her whole thing at the beginning is they're talking about L.A. And she's just shitting all over L.A. Mind you, she's embracing the life of L.A. being well, she, a she, paparazzi. She, but, I mean, most of what she says about living in L.A. is just like, this place fucking sucks balls. To be fair. Oh. To be fair. She does say that because of everybody who, like, lives in L.A. is a bullshitter. And she calls herself out on it, too. All right. I'll so, give you that. So she's just not shitting on it and being like, well, I'm L.A. and it's cool. No, she's like, no, everybody is fucking assholes and bullshitters. Right. Including myself. So well, there is legitimacy to it. Yeah. To a degree. On the flip side, you know, you have a movie like L.A. Confidential, which starts out with a voiceover from Danny DeVito's character talking about 
L.A. Hold on. Which sets the scene in such a brilliant way. Are and we comparing? No, no, not at all. This <laughs> is a no. this is a how it was done really well. Yeah. Versus, oh, this movie didn't probably need that except for the fact that they weren't telling the story within the story. In any case, that's how it starts, and we immediately are introduced to Moose. John Travolta's character, yes, who mm-hmm. is a mouth-breathing, bobbing, awkward—I—I I, I don't know—Aspergers. Like I don't know. They don't. Yeah, we don't. We know. don't know. Yeah, and it kind of his his condition changes throughout the movie. In some instances, he doesn't understand the concept of things, and other times, he understands it's- everything <laughs> and can bust out lines from movies. It's really confused as to exactly. What he can and can't handle, I guess, is the best way yeah. to put it. So, because well, and because situations are very similar, it's not like there's a situation and that causes one end of it to happen. Well, they it's just, it, it they really sampled, it jumps. They just kind of sampled around. from different things. Like yeah, yeah. But he definitely played it at a thousand percent. A hundred. Yes. Oh, by all I, means, I described it as him attempting to do Hoffman's Rain Man, but adding in spoiled teenage girl in the mix like there's a weird mixture of that so so yeah I, the, <laughs> we're all trying to figure out yes yes that, the that's, film the film yeah. opens to him riding on his scooter and he rides into his i guess his favorite comic book memorabilia yeah, film this, this, shop this is where it hit a little close to home for all of us because <laughs> he went into a store and i was thinking that store is fucking badass oh, oh dude yeah i would totally shop there <laughs> yeah right however his first line of the movie if i'm not mistaken was he walks through the door is greeted by the owner of the shop and he says i can't talk too long i, I gotta poo <laughs> yep and i was like there That's his character. Right yep. Yep. First line of dialogue. And again, hits close to home. As soon as you get to the store, you gotta poo. Oh, wait. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. So he meets up with the <laughs> store owner after his, I guess, poo. And which... Well, no, no. It's during, It's still before the poo when he find, because you find out about who his obsession is. Right. Which is the character or the, the actor, actor, the quote unquote actor in the movie, um, Hunter Dunbar. So that's, and this is all, I think they even still do some opening credits even after this scene as well. Do they? I think yeah, so. Yeah, so that's, again, a weird I, layout. I might have been, been distracted looking at the items in the store, I'll, I'll be honest. Oh, no, yeah. no, truth. Yeah. I, I'll give you that. But but this even serves to just show how off, like, how this movie was laid out. It was just, like, you're trying to be artsy or a little bit different, but it just doesn't it's, work. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a mess. I, I thought it was weird because the store owner knows him, and he's like, oh, hey. But then he's like a huge dick to him. Like, he's friends with him, but then he's like, you know, you're so fucking weird. And, like, you're yep. obsessed with this guy. And, look, but I saved this vest for you, but you're weird. It's, it's this weird, like, talking shit, but also they're friends. Yeah. Question mark. I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> There's but, not a lot of fleshed out characters in this movie at no, all. But this scene no. serves to introduce the fact that Hunter Dunbar is this genre actor. He's done action movies and horror movies. And this is the guy that Moose is obsessed with. Fucking hardcore. Hardcore. Top of the list. Everything. Yeah. And, he, and Moose is talking about how he's going to see him at this party 
and the the store owners is talking about the fact that he's having a book signing at his place and moose didn't know about it and they're like what what what's happening and that's where the jacket the or the vest, vest yes the yeah. vest comes into play which is I, I guess an original movie prop supposed to be or, supposed to be yeah yeah which he he sells off to him what for like three hundred dollars or something yeah, yeah. Yes. And it's supposed yes. to be eight hundred bucks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to emphasize it. two things: after Moose buys the vest, to emphasize his obsession with this actor, and that he's a bit off, he put, immediately puts on the vest backwards, backwards and walks out of the store just to simple jack the fuck out of it i don't know like it just emphasized so much i am gonna play a little bit more devil's advocate he was showing it off because he had to put his back you know he had to put the backpack back on he wanted to you know he wanted i know okay and what was the the worst actually the worst part about that is that this movie prop which is supposed to be based on some like space vampire hunter character and all it is on the back of this vest and giant rhinestones yeah. is the name Rico. And really cheap ass looking. Like, like, like it looked like a bedazzled from 85. Exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, it's bad. He's like, wow, the actual prop. I'm like, I mean, yeah, or any grandmother in some fucking, with some grindstones and glue could fucking make exactly. this Exactly, yeah. And the reason he buys it is because he's like, well, I, I got and this is something I struggle with at cons. I got to find something that's really personal for me and yep. really interesting to get signed, whether it's like an art print or like <laughs> something. So this, this part he, of the movie talk to you. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> I got to find the right thing. I got to find the right thing. You know, all that, all that shit on eBay is fake. And he's like, it gets all like aggro about it. <laughs> and that's when he's like, let me get that vest, man. And dude feels bad for him, sells it like sixty percent off. Yeah, <laughs> right. Man. His best friend. It's like, yeah, but yeah, uh, he's like, I only got three hundred dollars. Yeah, you got to get the money to me by the end of the year. I'm like, what? How is that a business transaction? Yeah, that that part <laughs> I didn't even understand. I'm like, I'm like, dude, is I, he on store credit or something? I, I mean, guess. Uh, I don't think he goes a lot of places. So no, yeah. no, probably not. So. Yeah, he's showing off the vest. He's riding home on his scooter. So he gets back home because he's going to that party, right? So he's he's prepping because he's about to he's about yeah. to meet his hero for the first time. And then there's a weird. Uh, it happens twice in the movie, but like a, I call it a sad homage to Taxi Driver, where he's practicing his. Yeah, he's getting getting himself yeah. hyped, and it's really goddamn sad. I I, I do want to again because I know I I really feel like I've been devil's advocate so far for this movie, and I really shouldn't be. You are defending the fuck out I, of it. Well, because there are there are just key points that I'm defending. All right, all right. Now, and it happens about three times throughout the whole movie is these cartoon drawings that are foreshadowing basically what's happening That's at this point. Actually, probably my favorite part. Right? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, if you're going to insert any artistic, you know, sort of interesting license into the movie, that was actually really well done. And it was like these weird, it looked like pastel, like, animation Almost drawings. like, actually, I took them as more like, almost like a pastel, like, chalk yeah. like, drawings. Like, almost yeah. like a chalk or pastel. They were beautiful. And they actually were really fucking cool. It was the most artistic yeah. part of the movie. Yeah, yeah it really yeah. was, yeah. But, you know, he's getting ready for this party, and he puts on his best horror shirt. 
Because there's only one like it, but I can tell you where to get it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes. Uh, oh, God, carry on. But anyway, yeah, he, he's got this really loud, uh, like, button-up sort of horror shirt with, like, all famous monsters on it and stuff like that. You know, something. It was a Groot shirt. Uh, you know, I have one or two <laughs> like that that I, that I break out for very special occasions. I don't wear them well, really in public. Being your your yeah. hero, that's that's a very special occasion. True. Yes. Yeah. But uh, no, he he is cohorting with uh, what what's the girl's name? Leah. Leah. Leah? Yeah. Inexplicably, their, their friendship. Uh, she has. <laughs> yeah. She has decided um, to get him into this party that she's working at. Dumb idea. And, you know, she's like, hey, did you bring the the cutters, the bolt cutters? And he has some scissors. <laughs> so she has to, like, lift his ass over a fence to get him into this yeah, party. Her way but, of getting him into a party is trying to get him over a fucking right. fence. I mean, now, just to clarify as well, he's t- basically tossed over a fence or climbs over a fence, lands all in trash, is still clean, and still has to go through a kitchen that nobody questions him about. To get into this Hollywood party. He's got this loud-ass shirt on, with a backpack, haircut the usual way, looks like he looks, and nobody gives a thought in the world. He's in this, like, big Hollywood party. Everybody's like, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's kind of dressed bougie. Yeah, to the point he goes up to the bar, and the guy's like, what do we have? He's like, strawberry milkshake. And they're like, "Uh, we don't serve strawberry milkshake. Right. And again... This is a liquor bar. But, but again, these are the kind of things that are unnecessary we understand at this point in the movie we've been with them for about 20 minutes you don't have to have them go to the bar and try to order a strawberry milkshake it's again just pounding you over the head to stress he's a little special yeah. all right he's, he's he goes to the bar and wants a strawberry milkshake he's a little different yeah but you don't need mm-hmm. that just, you don't need that all right so Fuck. did we talk about his hair <laughs> well it's it's been mentioned so if you, so if you want to elaborate, by all means. He has a mullet that's kind of like a trailer park version of Yolandi Visser from Deontward. If you've ever seen her... Oh, I've, I've got to eat. And her weird, like, bangs, mullet thing going on. But I've got, got a much better, yeah. easier one. You got one? Anybody familiar with wrestling, the Nasty Boys in... Oh, God, yes. It's that weird, almost mullet, but shaved on the sides. It was shaved, yeah. like, like a whole yeah. inch. It's, 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 very it's, close much, to, it's a butthead yeah. type haircut. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I just it's reminds a, me of the, I think, WCW, but where... Yeah, yeah you're right, though. You yeah. are right about that. Yep. Shit. I was trying to think, God. and it just popped in my head. I was like, I almost wanted to see him start wrestling with that fucking haircut. <laughs> Considering the things he gets into in this movie... How the fuck is he not the most conspicuous person <laughs> in the what universe? I'm right? How do you not see him a mile away and be like, that dude is wrong? Yeah. Why is he here? Yeah. Why is he anywhere? <laughs> and yeah, carry on. That's, so, I'm just going to yeah, anyway, carry on. That, so, that's <laughs> his look. But he gets into this party and he's looking for Hunter. But he ends up right. seeing uh, another horror his, his, icon. His co-star, I think, wasn't that? Yeah, right? one, yeah. one yeah, of the co-stars. Another actress that he knows about because he... Who... Yeah. He walks up to and charms the fuck out of her. And she's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And you're almost questioning, like, he looks... Well, when you say charms... She was talking to him for a while before he got into his she backpack. She was being polite. I guess. 
but still, she didn't wave security over. She seemed to be all right with it. Not until he was like, I need to get myself a fucking autograph. Yeah. But he was dead. I mean, the awkward level of this movie is so hardcore. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. If you have anxiety about social situations, this is not a movie rough. for you. No. It's a rough okay. one. Because no. every single scene that he interacts with another human being, it's fucking weird. And it's hardcore weird, and you just feel mm-hmm. bad. Like, I was gritting my teeth the whole time. Like, But he talks to her. He yeah. tries to go in his backpack. Security says, you're not supposed to bring backpacks in here. Kicks his ass out. Then he regroups with Punky, and who, at that point, is so upset with him and asking why he's acting so weird, which is one of the other problems I have with this movie, is watching it for just a short period of time... It established he had he's mentally challenged. He's got all this stuff going on, but some people just don't acknowledge it at all. And like, why are you acting this way? It's like you're just supposed to be his friend. How would you not pick up on this? Like two minutes into knowing him, with all the problems that his character has, she is the dumbest character exactly. in this movie. Right? How does she not know that he is going to? freaking freak out anytime and she's surprised about it yeah every time she's again like, and i again? can't believe you did that again I, and, I, and they're supposed to be friends for a, a, a some sort of period of time right i guess i don't know how it i'm happened. gonna assume at least over a year yeah based on the relationship and then, and that she's they portray. confused about the way he's acting yeah. well again you mentioned it like multiple times he's been called weird but it's not like oh dude you're being kind of weird in a funny way. Yeah. It's, no, dude, you're creeping me out. But then, even to, to keep this ball rolling, she even goes as far to, about part of the whole discussion about finding Hunter Dunbar at this point, she shows him an app of the stars on to find an address for his house. Yeah, she knows he's obsessed with this shit. She's like, right. look what I, I thought this would be nice to show you exactly where all these people live. And doesn't uh. think about the repercussions. It's like the most basic fucking plot writing you can do is yeah. you're obsessed with this dude and you have all this stuff, but you didn't know where he lived. Let me just add that final piece of this crazy puzzle so you can go about your obsession. Okay, whatever. I guess they, yeah. they got to move along the story and, and her oh. dumb ass is doing it. We right. do find out how he earns his uh, dough because <laughs> after oh. his interaction... There's this random scene where he's in the bathroom, and you see him. Yeah. And I, I remember he was wearing like a blue outfit. I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. And then he puts on this giant must curly mustache, and then a cap. <laughs> and you find out as he's practicing a British uh, accent, shitty British accent. Well, obviously, but well, I want you just you, to make you, sure. This is the one. Thing you have to put yourself in is you're watching John Travolta pretending to be Hoffman Rainman, teenage girl trying to do a British accent is all over the fucking place. Oh, and because even and in, why did he? What, what was what was this whole thing? That's his gig. Is that he's uh, he's making money out on the on the L.A. Strip. Yeah, on the like strip with the other characters. I, I must interject that he is apparently throughout this whole mess. Still smart enough to use a smartphone to record himself to hear how he sounds so he practices the British accent. That's what I'm saying. They don't know exactly what he can and can't do. Right. It's different things at different times. They didn't keep track of the shit. 
there's no editor on this fucking movie. There's like, uh, earlier in the scene, he couldn't figure out, like, how to use this. Like, well, now he can use a smartphone and fucking uses the app, right? Don't fucking worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, they just don't understand. They can't figure uh, this out. He thinks it's a, garbage. He can order a goddamn strawberry milkshake from the bar, but he can fucking figure out all this other shit. Stop it. It's one or the other. Fuck. The most unrealistic yeah. part this of this. This movie's breaking me. It's breaking me already. <laughs> no, no. It is. The most unrealistic part of this entire movie is the fact that his source of income is being a busker, a performer on the streets of L.A. We see him through the entire movie earn one dollar, and yeah. yet we all know what horror collectibles cost. Oh, yeah. And he and has a small apartment, a modest apartment, but it is in LA. filled in L.A. In L.A. Right. With shit like that. Like, dude. Maybe all the scenes they were showing, he just had an off night's. You know, he's got to be a gigolo or something. He's collecting social security because <laughs> there is mental issues happening. That's is a, there? Are we sure? Where's Where's that exposition? <laughs> where's that backstory, dude? Come on, man. Give me any other backstory for this fucking movie. There is, yeah, no. I mean, I mean, we could throw whatever out because there is nothing to prove otherwise at this point. All right, so we got to get into. So he. Obviously had a bad scene at the party, but he does go to the book signing. Which is weird. I just want to point out, he got all dressed up with his best shirt at this party, right? Yeah. He knows for sure he's meeting Duncan or Hunter Dunbar. Uh, Dunbar at this book signing. Comes straight from his busking to that. So he's still in the... Like, he didn't get dressed up for this at all, even though... In an earlier scene, he was like, I gotta look my top ten. This one, he's like, I'm just gonna come from work and get this book signed. Well, right. so, sometimes, it's just weird to rhyme a reason with Sometimes any of you this. get off work and you gotta go straight to a thing, man. Right, but mm. it's not like he had a schedule. Motherfucker <laughs> can stop busking and fucking go and and change. That's true. Where, yeah. He was also distraught because we got introduced to basically who the bullies in this story Oh, as right. well with the busking is this great street musician that they're ripping off people. He's a horrible, horrible con man. Yeah, basically. Just well, I was gonna say the accent was atrocious on this guy as well. Was there an mm. accent? I something. To remember. It sounded like he was trying to do New York in L.A., but he had like a weird slack jaw as well. I I couldn't tell. I That's the problem. But he's essentially the the quote unquote bully who helps instigate pushing beyond the normal levels of right. the, you know who reminds me of you know we gotta put it up real quick Chris R from the room yep yep <laughs> yeah yep I maybe it was just the wife beater and just the plain like I'm hardcore at all times but Chris R from the room yep. if you want to give him an extended scene that's what it is not yep. fair yeah fair <laughs> yeah so his his game is is uh, he does like a fake like Nail, you know, nail through the nose magic act thing, and then he's got a side dude who's picking pockets at the time, right? And and Moose knows all about it. Doesn't want any part of that shit. But they you don't want him. any part of that shit. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Several times, like you better not fucking say anything. It's like he he's watched you do this over and over again. He's obviously not gonna fucking say anything. Yeah, right. that scene is completely. Po- Ugh, this fucking movie. That that scene's pointless. It's unnecessary. It doesn't fucking matter. Right. Like, all that. All that entire like that character is there to give him the step 
to have the confidence to do what comes later. That's the yeah. only reason yeah. for it. That extra little push. Because yeah. once, now, he, yeah, once he confronts the bully and, like, Tard rages, like, chokes him for a while. Which is funny because <laughs> in an earlier scene when Chris R is threatening him and is, you know... Trying to get the, him to work for him or the, something. Yeah, sort. the community bathroom yeah. or like that. And I guess the security guard for that area walks in and I can't remember what he called the two kids like degenerate oh. he's like he's like why are you why are you talking to those degenerates yeah yeah and then <laughs> later on when when moose is like fuck this noise with Chris R and grabs him and starts choking him and then lets him go and stuff like that and then that same security guard comes up he's like way to go moose way to take control and you're like that was a they that was not a good thing to encourage, yeah, all right? Like, like, he's like, way to go. High five. You're taking control of your life. You're choking motherfuckers now. I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Outside of the yeah. one horn. <laughs> oh, God. Like, so many unnecessary seeds. Like, and that's what did. He got the courage he needed. He needed someone to say, way to go. You choked the shit out of that guy, all right? Outside, of, outside of the one like uh, black horror movie starlet that he was gushing on, like that's the only black character in the movie that actually has <laughs> right. lines, and he literally has those two scenes, and it's just so. Are you serious? Oh, it, it <laughs> yeah, it's really just we want someone to kind of be his like way to go. <laughs> you do it. You we reach for the stars. You right. choke the shit you out of bullies. You can do it. You choke the shit out of that bully. You show him a thing or two. All right. Uh. All right. So yeah, we gotta move. We gotta move this along. All right. So he goes to the book signing. He's next in line. And Hunter, Hunter yeah, gets gets a get gets a message from from the store owner that like his ex wife or whatever is out back. He needs to go talk to her, and of course Moose gets all distraught because he was next in line. He was ready to go. And he's not having it, so he goes out and sees an interaction where obviously they're divorced. They have a kid. She's trying to do a thing. You were supposed to watch the kid tonight. Blah blah blah, and he you know Hunter's kind of a piece of shit. It turns oh, yeah, out. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a dickhead. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, and he's like, after she pulls away, he's like, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. And Hunter is like, dude, get the fuck out of my face. I'll re- go back to the thing I keep complaining about. Yeah. Is that it is obvious that he, sh- he has a mental condition. And he's like, he's holding Jack. He's like, I just want you to sign it. And he, and yes, he's very excitable and stuff like that. But most everybody should be able to recognize that there's some challenges there. Right. But this hundred motherfucker is like, I'm going to fucking punch you in the face, weirdo. And it's like nobody acknowledges that he's mentally challenged at all. And he's just some freaky guy that's irritating them, even though he's doing all the things that somebody with disabilities would do. I mean, most yeah. people would recognize that he's probably like a Make-A-Wish kid or something. That's what and I'm saying. Just like, oh, yeah. Let me sign the thing real quick for you. I'm just you. saying this, this... You're cool. This dude Ow. seems like the yeah. type that would walk by a guy in a wheelchair and kick him with a wheelchair and be like, why didn't you stand up, asshole? Like, he doesn't recognize disabilities <laughs> at all. Like, it's like, what the fuck? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. He was already hot, you know. He was, he was hot from the conversation with his ex. Anyway, Moose is denied. Is that when he... No, no, that's not when he signed his chest. That was later. Uh, yeah. He starts to build up his anger. We, we kind of jumped well, ahead about the, him attacking Chris R. and the, the yeah. dude. Well, and this what kick starts where he finds out about the app. So he, try, he writes the letter yeah. to be like, 
I know I'm sorry I upset you, but you didn't sign my shit, and you should have signed my shit. And he's doing this whole, like, montage of writing him a letter, and it's not good enough. So then he, he goes to find his house. Yeah, and he gets to the front gate, and dude and his kid are actually, I guess, jogging or doing something outside yeah. the house. Get back there. There's Moose right in front of the house. He immediately starts freaking out on Moose. He's like, what the fuck? Why'd you follow me here? And stuff like that. And he's like, I just want an autograph. At this point... We're like, oh man, what's gonna happen? Like, we're pretty sure he's gonna try to punch the fuck out of him. But he grabs a pen and he's like, "You want an autograph? You want an autograph?" Grabs a pen, grabs Moose's shirt, and just it looked like he was stabbing him with the pen. Yeah. But then pushes him away and just wrote Hunter on his yeah actually on his shirt, autographed his shirt, which is literally the thing that Moose wants. He technically got, but Moose is devastated that he wrote over his shirt. That he was assaulted. Yeah. yeah. And that's what puts him at the breaking point where he's exactly. going to break some shit tonight. I mean, like, it's going to be that. Stop saying the fucking like biscuit <laughs> shit, man. God damn it. Oh, I, it's making him like a chainsaw. That's all I have to say. You oh, say God. it again and I'm inside your chest. All right, motherfucker. God damn it. But he keeps so established. He knows where he lives. He's had this interaction. Yeah. He's now really, and he, I don't like him. He has this thing where he has a fit about how much he hates him, burns all of, uh, what's his name's shit. Um, but then decides, to, I guess he's supposed to go back to retrieve the, he, he went to the backyard and dropped the letter, goes back there is the maid who chased yes. him off one time before yeah. shows up he uh all right <laughs> oh god damn Come on. so i want you to he, explain he, this she yes. picks up the letter at that point he grabs the letter out of her hand she thinks he's going to attack her so she keeps hitting him he's like it's not for you it's not for you he's really upset so she keeps hitting him with i guess a duster or whatever yeah she was like yeah. dusting and eventually yeah. he kicks into oh shit i'm in trouble punches the fuck out of her no he palms her oh yeah yeah he does a palm up in her nose yeah i well, thought it was an uppercut but yeah, either yeah, way I, I think yeah. it's an uppercut but he knocks her a nice, a very well-placed fountain is right behind her. So as he punches her, she falls, nails her head on the back of the fountain, falls down. At this point, we're going to have a little bit of uh, a, a dialogue. Uh, yes. Uh, Groots would like to give the dialogue <clears throat> of what the, his response is next after she falls down, obviously dead from the fountain. A, a fanatic scene, if you will. And now, the scene. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cut to a quick shot of her with a bloody nose. Obviously dead. Oh, that's a nosebleed. That's bad. That's bad. I had a nosebleed. Uh, it's not fun, but uh, you fix it with... Uh, you put paper towels in it. It'll be okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Bravo. Best Beautiful. I can do. Oh man! Now, that's a, that's the I, Oscar. And, and I'm gonna go go right into it because I, I I didn't notice this. I've seen this movie twice now. Yeah, we have not mentioned that so, at all. Oh yeah. Yeah, you knew. But I knew, <laughs> I knew. But I did pick up on a few new things. Like after that particular scene, all of a sudden he he stops right in the middle. Like he almost stops almost mid sentence. This wind chime has en enchanted him somehow and realizes that he has the whole house to himself. 
and goes and plays in the house. Yeah, it really is that like scene from oh, Home Alone yeah. when Kevin realizes yeah. that he's Home Alone. He's playing on a piano and Moose picking up shit. Grabs and... antlers and he's like, Moose is in the house with the antlers. He's and... playing Jerry Lee Lewis yeah. really badly in the wrong words. <laughs> yes. He's fucking playing all this dude's videos, watching all this shit. Yeah. Just having a grand old time after murdering the maid. Uses his toothbrush. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yes yeah. he does. Uh, he straight takes, up takes a. Poo- he finally takes his poo while reading a script, <laughs> which I thought was very fun. But yeah, the toothbrush was fucking disgusting because they made sure that he was like all like open mouth agape, like ah, and it was. Ugh. Oh god. So Great. spend some time around the house. Now right. this is dead made. Day one, he's in the house. He gets out, or he—I guess—he stays overnight. Well, we got to talk about that because uh, there's a brief sequence when, um, when I guess Hunter, he's uh, Moose is hiding in the closet. Hunter is like, you know, talking to his agent or something. But later that night, Hunter comes back and falls asleep with pills on his. I, I, I guess yeah. Lazy Boy, Lazy Boy or, or yeah, something. whatever. Sure. And there's a really creepy oh, scene man. where he's just manipulating him. Smelling his ear. He, well, like, he kisses he, him or something. He yeah. kisses his head and takes a selfie. And he like touches his mouth and it's just like, dude. It's oh, and early in the night he's also under the kid's bed as, as this oh, yeah. guy is tucking his kid into bed. He's under the bed, and you see him, like, grab a toy to, like, help comfort himself until he's ready to crawl out. And it's... Uh... Now, here's what's crazy is he spends the night with him. Moose's phone starts ringing in the morning. So Moose wakes up, leaves the house, right? Then Dummy Bar... Yeah, yeah Dummy Bar. <laughs> Hunter Dummy Bar uh, wakes up, goes to take his kid to school... Walking down the road of the house, there's oh, fucking oh, moose. Well, you might as well say this is also the scene where you, you want to hear some Limp Biscuit, son? This is I what know, I listened to back in the yeah, day. Yeah, that's why I got my rant out of the way, because yes, right, that, fi- well, that I mean, does it, happen. It yes. fits right there. Come on. <laughs> that is the scene where um, Fred Durst realized I need to insert some of my own band in that shit. Well, you know, then he gets all pumped up to yeah. like, kick then, some that, ass. Right. You know, oh, I didn't even think about go. that. He starts hearing some Limp Biscuit. then he sees that Moose guy, and he's fucking ready to, he's, he's at a 10. He's fucking ready to yep. go off. Gets out of the car, starts going off. Moose is very freaked out until he calls him a stalker. Docker. And dun, that's dun, when dun. that's when he's now Hunter Dummy Bar. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's when Oh yeah, that's when he goes to burn all the shit. Yeah, he burns and, all the uh, shit. Like he's that's crying. when he has the taxi driver moment in the mirror where he is like legit just <laughs> the second like, taxi driver moment. The yeah. second one where he's like I hate you. You're the worst. Tell me, Bar. Your movies weren't even that good. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. he's watching the movie as well at one point, too. He's still yeah, saying this stuff. He's Kind of a sweet uh, projector setup, but again, I don't want to encourage this behavior. Well, it's, so. it's, he did have a nice uh, little projector in his, in his house. One to step watch away. It. I know. That's, that's one step away. But if I'm not mistaken, that's when we cut to the next day. Yeah. Yep. Is it the next day? Because we cut. We, there's that little montage of him busking some more remember that's true that's where he makes the one dollar yeah he's angry busking like he's doing his job he's still so fucking upset it it would seem like a little bit of time has passed a day or two of something like that yeah 
Well, and I think that's part of what throws us off is that you, especially for the events that have happened, there's got to be some type of actual time given. It's not. It's very vague. Yeah. Well, the way does... montages have been, this this could have been a whole month, as far as we know. Exactly. No, it couldn't which, have been. Yes, uh, what you, held, what you, you know what you just did. You held my point, which we'll get into near the end right, of this fucking exactly, movie. Exactly. All right. So he's like, fuck this noise. I'm going to deal with my, my hero the way I want to deal with him. Hunter Dummy Bar wakes up, tied up in ropes. There is fucking Moose. And he is... <laughs> he wakes up, and he's on the ground with blood. And this the dude's like, what the fuck is going on? And that was his move, being silly. He pretended like he killed himself. He was laughing. Uh-huh. <laughs> then he walks out of the room, comes in, and movie authentic Jason Voorhees mask. Oh, jumpsuit. Right. I gotta get props with I mean, again, this is, speaks way too close to home. <laughs> that, that, that was authentic mask. Um... <laughs> and a knife, and pretends to be stabbing Dummy Bar, and I can't remember what else does. Oh, he comes in. There's so many random references in this fucking movie because yeah. he comes in with quote quote gasoline and starts pouring it on him and says, uh, "Hold on, um, pouring it on him." And he's saying, "Mr. Blonde, Mr. Blonde," as in Reservoir Dogs. Right. Yeah. And you're just like, fuck you. Why, why are you doing this? Well, he comes in. This movie's picking on me at the same time. Like It is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's all the references yeah. we know. I know. That's it what is. angers me. He comes in, like, quoting lines from They're Coming to Get You, Barbara, from Night of Living Dead, which inexplicably was the only flashback scene we saw in black and white where he's a kid and his mom is about to bed some dude and he's watching Night of the Living Dead. And we never yeah. get any more of that, by the way. No, that's it. That's, that's the only establishing history of that character. That's what establishes him liking horror movies and that he had, and his mom had horrorish tendencies. That's all we know about him. But that's it. Yeah, so he's yeah. Rorschach, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair. Yeah, fair. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got Hunter tied up. Obviously, Hunter's like, what the fuck? And... After these few exchanges, Hunter starts to like, okay, he's a fan. He's a crazy fan. How do I reason with this guy so he lets me go? And he starts to, you know, kind of play that actor's psychology on him. All right, let's let's talk about how we're going to get out of this. Here are the things I'm willing to do. I will sign anything you want. Plays it up. Like kind of pick it on, like oh, yeah. well, you know, you've got all the power. You're, you're, you're the strong one. Yeah. Oh, I'll not only sign stuff for you, but like we'll go, we'll go get chocolate ice cream. No strawberry ice cream. We'll go get strawberry ice cream. We'll go, we'll go out to dinner together. We'll hang out. We'll be friends. Basically, is so we have the a, way he pulls it up. So we have know? a little bit of interaction. Eventually, Donny Bar figures out. All right, I got where I need him. Grabs a shotgun. How do I play him? Yeah. yeah. He got him to untie him. Yep. Yep. And he's like, oh, on top of my bed. I got a fucking gun. Blows his goddamn, like, fingers off. Yeah. Yes. Like, Most oh. of all his fingers are just blown off. Shot his hand. Shot all his fingers off his hand. Rolled him down some stairs. Yep. Kicked his ass yeah. down Moose the stairs. Moose is freaking the fuck out. He's got a big ass, like, fucking Bowie knife. Yep. Well, he takes a shotgun first and blows it down. Both on one side and the other, like pretty much making like, him deaf as shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then he stabs him in the fucking 
eye. Holy oh, fuck. I, I got it. He was going to shoot him either, I can't remember where it was placed, in the gut or in the head, but he ran out of bullets. So then he just pulls out the knife and just one quick jab and eyeball gone. Popped yeah. an eyeball. Yep. And that's kind of when he sees it. He realizes, oh shit, maybe I went too far. Yeah, whoops. Yeah. That that's whoops. Oh. And well. that's when he picks his ass up and was like, Alright, you can go now. And yeah, and, and pushes him out makes, the door. Or, it makes no fucking sense. He's like, no. Alright, we've had our fun. Now go back home, crazy he, guy. He even wraps his hand in a towel or something. Yeah. And then he like opens the door, have a nice day. And Bye fan. Yeah. <laughs> so Sits down next to his door. There, off Moose goes. Next thing we know, Moose is walking down L.A. And just, again, to stress how much L.A. sucks as Moose is missing an eye, bleeding all over the fucking place. Some tourists or locals, I don't know, are like, oh, damn, you look crazy. Let's get some pictures with you. And, like, are posing with him. That's great costume, man. I know, just yeah. to stress how much L.A. fucking sucks. But you know who rolls up? Because L.A. is a small town. Right the right place, right place, right time. Punky's driving around, sees there's fucked up moves. I guess L.A. really is just one big Se- horror con. Seriously. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> she sees it, realizes he's all fucked up, says, all right, Moosey Moose, I'm going to take care of you. Yep. Now, I'm guessing that she called the cops or... No, um, because oh, what, you're what right. you see after the that Gardner. is that the, the, yeah, the cops show up to Hunter Dummy Bar's house. Yep. He answers and he's like, "What?" And then, oh, you see his regular gardener, and guess what? Everybody forgot about the dead maid for however many Multiple days. Multiple day. days. Couple days. This is the problem. Yeah. This is the problem we have. There's at least a, a couple days, a few days of that maid blatantly sitting out dead in the backyard. Dummy bar. His son, the gardener, probably at some point. Like no, like nobody noticed, and she's no. not hidden in the woods. Gardner doesn't have to be there every day, so he probably noticed it next time he came on. Right? Okay. Sure. I, I will acknowledge one thing on the film is that the continuity was right. She looked like all the blood was dried, and that her face was a little bit sunken. She looked a little bit more like she had been there a couple days. But you don't. Yeah, look there was definitely some time there. Like you don't notice a dead body or anything like dude highfalutin fucking hollywood people right, man. i guess they, you're right they, they don't it, look it, outside it just seemed very yeah. convenient they're looking in the mirror man so which he did at one point <laughs> yeah which hunter did at yeah. one oh, point oh yeah, yeah you definitely know? cops show up dummy bars covered in moose's blood but you got a dead bitch he in looked, the backyard yeah, he yeah. looks guilty as fuck he's guilty getting, as fuck he's in a cop car and moose is going to the hospital and that's that's the end. That's it. That's it. That's how yeah. it ends. Wow. Hollywood dude gets gets pinned for it, I guess. Train. Oh man, that was that was uh, that was a uh, that was yeah. a thing. So, <laughs> and even the and again, I'm just gonna go back to the the main core of this story is very good. How it was told, garbage. It just it. It wanted to be so much more, but it was so over the top that it just... It was over the top in the wrong places. And everything, and I said this earlier... All the and, right places for this podcast. Well, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, very Let's true. That everything that I enjoyed about the Joker, 
this movie did the complete opposite way of <laughs> everything. I was like, that makes sense that he would do that. He's been isolated from society and he's doing this. Everything I enjoyed about the Joker, this is like the bizarro version of the Joker. It's it almost is. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. You don't feel bad. You don't feel anything. It's just one of those, at the end of the day, like, you're like, Ugh. yeah, it is what it is. So. All right. It's, yeah. All right. So. First 2020 movie. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So we got to do this, man. We got to try to double feature this motherfucker. Fuck. It's going to be tough. Uh... It's going to be tough. Because this movie is bananas yeah and i'm gonna hate myself for saying this all right oh no but uh, what are you going with here the, are you putting a good movie with this movie kind of yes all right uh, a very good movie that is also supremely disturbing i think i know where you're going with this but the mother's obsession with tv and weight loss and requiem for a dream felt like <laughs> god damn what alright alright like I wouldn't actually probably screen these two movies together no but, but I get what you're saying yeah but it, it, it's it's hard because this movie wants to be a thing I'll, it really does but it fails so spectacularly I'll be honest yeah. I'm trying to think of a shitty movie to put this with my brain also went with an actual good movie yeah. to pair this with which is King of Comedy Ooh, there you go. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And that obsession and uh Yeah. But again, yeah, why would I watch King of Comedy and then this piece of shit? I mean seriously. No, I feel you. Right? No, no. Yeah. And well unfortunately I went the same way, but a little bit more related is and it's been so long since I've seen it, but it, it it's way more serious tone to everything. Yeah. The fan. Robert De Niro and Wesley sure. Snipes. Yeah. There yeah. you go. All right. Same concept. Actually, I got it. I, I got I mean, it. I got the perfect movie yeah? to pair this up with. What's that? We brought it up at the very beginning. Fucking Tropic Thunder. Watch Tropic Thunder. Watch that whole discussion in the middle of the movie <laughs> and then immediately start this movie up. There you go. You've got case in point right there. This Evidence. Movie, yeah. This movie yeah. is Fred Durst's Fatal Attraction. Yeah. And it's oh so not what it should be, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I Fred Durst stop. So that's we're gonna my have recommendation to, at this point. Yeah, we're gonna have to wrap this up. I, yeah. I gotta take a cold shower, get the yeah, the no. stink of this John Travolta no, movie yeah, off yeah. of me. I'm, so. I may have to grow my hair out. <laughs> kind of g- give me a give me a fanatic John Travolta hairdo going. Oh, we'll if you we'll do see. that for Halloween, I uh, I, 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 I will good potential Halloween costume. That is, I will yeah. high five you forever. And and we'll do, and I'll do it with you the know legit what? hair. We've yeah. got enough time. It's the beginning of the year. I think starting with this movie and whatever else we cover, Halloween time, we dress up as some character from one of these movies. Oh Jesus. Oh, that's a commitment. Yep, we can, we can do is. it, though. And you know what? We'll post a shot on there. We'll post it on the site. Yeah. So Fuck it. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're throwing it down. This is the first episode this year by Halloween of 2020. Each of us, and we'll ask every one of our guests if they want to dress up 
it doesn't even have to be the episode they're on, but as a character from the mo- one of the movies, work that out. We the, do. The, the yeah, sad no. part is, all I'm missing is growing out the hair and the shoes, and there I've got go. the outfit That's already. Pretty. There yeah, you there go. you go. So. <laughs> Scotty's already look. He's already scoping out the first right? character. But yeah, ten so. months, buddy. Ten Holy more months. Holy shit. Yes. All right. So yes, we got to wrap this up. All right. I do very much want to thank all of you for listening for the last two years. Yes. Ooh. Fucking awesome. Also, we are going to be at GalaxyCon in Richmond, Virginia at the end of February. February 28th, 29th, and March 1st. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you Our, go. Yeah. But most importantly, <laughs> uh, the whole GUI network is going to have, what, what, five panels at? Technically six. Oh, shit. Yeah, we're I know you, all... you have one. Geek Father. When's we're that? We're all over we, that shit. We have... The times, and I'm sorry if I mess up the times. I know the schedules are being made public We're gonna now. We're going to post it. Let's, yeah. Because I, I we, can't commit We've got GY times. Flagship and Smack My Pitch up Friday night. Geek Father at 4 o'clock on Saturday. Then you We're, guys. We got a three-hour slot for a whole lot of fun on at, Saturday night. At like 7. 8. I, 8? I think, I think it's 8. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, at we're going to kill it. And then From the Mouths of Madness is Sunday? Yep. Yep. And then uh, the non-related, the non-GUI, the um, adventures, adventures and podcasting. podcasting that Hobbit will be doing yeah. is Sunday. But we'll have two panels per day of the con- convention. Yeah, we'll have all this updated. Galaxicon's going to post yep. everything on, on on there too. So we just we love everybody that came out last year. We're hoping to get another uh, oh yeah showing yes. big showing of uh, our followers this year. So double check. GYPodcast.com just to help you guys out there. Hell yeah. And everything we, will, we post everything there. So we will have a few more episodes released before the con in preparation for the con. And also, what do we got? Our sponsors, I guess. T Public. T Public. T Public. Bam. All the GUI shirts, all the other like the the main Oh God. I I, I know Sky's looking at me. I'm it's the, merch. Up, it's, all the merch. it's all the merch. It's all the merch. We're just going to keep it simple. All the merch. Yes. T public. I think there's about 30 designs on there. Yes. All the different podcasts. Like the... Oh, but don't forget the newest design is for our five year anniversary for Geeks Under the Influence. Five year anniversary. You Media Network. So, yeah. You can reach that link and one of the other main sponsors, Amazon, through GUIPodcast.com. Under the links in the top right, if I remember correctly. Yes. Uh, boom. If you are buying shit like I do all the time on Amazon. <laughs> Most of us. Hit up go, that link. Go through that link. It doesn't cost you a dime. And it kicks a little bit back to the podcast network. Thank you very much. And as usual, True. just uh, go to our website uh, on Facebook. Give us suggestions for stuff. If you listen to the podcast, rate and review. We love getting feedback. Absolutely. And we will... Uh, we will be getting screenings going on in 2020. We'll keep you posted. Yay! We have that on the radar. And thank you so much for listening. Again, I'm the Groots. F.U. Hunter. Thanks so much. Bye.